The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Gabby Bernstein. Over the past 15 years, it's been my mission to help people crack open to a spiritual connection of their own understanding. On my podcast, Dear Gabby, I offer up real-time coaching, straight talk, and guidance on stress, burnout, loss, relationships, spirituality, and everything in between. There's no small talk here. There's only big talk. Dear Gabby isn't just a podcast, it's a movement. People need to feel loved. They need clear guidance. And most of all, they need to know they're not alone. I've got your back, my friend. Join me every Monday for a new episode of Dear Gabby. Hey, it's Mariana and welcome back to the Life with Mariana podcast. So if you guys are anything like me, I'm Instagram addicted. I am on the app every single day and have been for a really long time because for me, being an influencer, Instagram really was where I built so much of my platform. And not only do I use it for personal because I love being on there and seeing what's going on, but also professionally. So I use it um, for being an influencer and I also use it for Summer Fridays for our business. And so Instagram is such a huge part of what I do every single day as far as creating content, finding content, influencers, posting, sharing, selling, buying. There's so much in my career that Instagram is involved in. And I know if you guys are aspiring influencers or influencers or you are a brand trying to figure it out, there's a lot of information out there. So I thought, what better way than to go to the source? So I've got Christy Dash on. She is on the Fashion and Beauty Partnerships team at Instagram. I've worked with her really closely for so many years. There are so many great features on Instagram. I think you guys might want to learn and hear from, from her directly. So if you guys want to learn from Christy about Instagram, keep listening. But before we start the episode... I just wanted to remind you about our newest Summer Fridays launch. It is our brand new eye cream. It is called Light Aura and it's a vitamin C and peptide eye cream. It's amazing. It instantly brightens the under eye, but it's got great benefits. It's so moisturizing without being too thick on the under eye. So it wears really, really well underneath makeup and concealer. I love it so much. I use it in my morning and my nighttime skincare routine. It's available now at summerfridays.com and at Sephora. It's also available at Revolve and Cult Beauty if you guys are international. And it is coming soon to our other retailers. Now let's hear from Christy. Okay, Christy. First of all, I have to say I've known you forever and you actually came to our very first Summer Fridays launch event when we launched the brand. Oh my God, I did. I remember. It was almost four years ago. Four years. I know. It'll be almost four years. I can't believe it. By the way, congrats on um, a major Instagram milestone for Summer Fridays. Oh my gosh. 500K. That's huge. Oh my gosh. Thank you. So we hit 500K on Instagram for Summer Fridays and I know it's like milestones, but like if we really think about like a half a million people is so many people, that's like 10 times like Staples Center. That I is can't believe so it. many. Like it's that's so a many lot people. Of people. And I will say, Sorry. like, I know we're gonna we'll get into it in the episode, but I say this all the time, like having a brand and when we started without having a marketing budget, like Instagram was and is a marketing tool for us of like we started it and it was free and we could start a page and show our brand to people without even being in retail space when we were going to be direct to consumer at first before we got into retail. And so, you know, Instagram, I wouldn't have the career that I have today without it. And so not that you created Instagram, but thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm like music to my ears. It wasn't me, but yeah, I'll tell, I'll tell our team. (laughs) I know like in my gratitude journal in the morning, you know, I always write things that I'm grateful for. I say like, I'm grateful for my online supportive community who supports me, but I'm really grateful for the platform and like how it changed my life. And it has changed the lives of so many people. And so many of my friends who have full businesses and careers, 
because of Instagram, which is insane. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's changed my life too. And I know we'll, we'll get into that, but I do just want to call out, especially because we just mentioned your major milestone. Like, I think the crazy thing about this platform and the fact that even for aspiring influencers out there or small businesses, like when you think about even just a thousand people, and I know like everyone there, it's such a game of comparison where it's like, Oh, like summer Fridays just reached 500 K. I have so, so far to go to reach that. But like, think about just 1000 people, 2000 people. That is a huge number of people who have opted in to follow you or your brand or your life. Like how crazy is that? Mm-hmm. That it's we give people crazy. the ability to connect in that way. I think it's just so crazy to think about. I had somebody on my podcast and she said, focus on the followers that you do have and you know, yeah. give the people the content that they want to see, the people that are already there and then more people will come. So you work at Instagram. What is your job? My job is that I oversee beauty partnerships at Instagram. So that means a few different things. First off, I'm really just a resource to the beauty community, whether that's folks with brands, which honestly, Marianne, I feel like we that is probably when we started to connect more is when you had launched Summer Fridays. Again, I remember I went to that event. Um, but I also work with a lot of creators and makeup artists and really anyone within the beauty world. And that could be, you know, anything from answering small questions about technical issues, which is not the most fun stuff. Um, but the the more fun and exciting part is, you know, really sitting down with people like yourself and helping them strategize, learn about new Instagram features and help uh, people kind of push culture forward through Instagram. So that's really the biggest, biggest part of my job. And I know that people come to you for any and everything. So what, what is actually not your job or what things are you not responsible <laughs> for that people come to you for? And like, Christy, can you help me? And you're like, actually, I can't. So first of all, I am not someone who's able to press a magic button and verify you. <laughs> all of our team jokes all the time with people were like, sorry, it's not us. That is something I cannot do. But I do just want to call out that like, it is genuinely so enjoyable for me and a, and a huge part of my role, um, aside from just like having conversations with folks in the industry to really listen to like what how you guys are feeling about Instagram, like what features you love, if there are features you don't love, like a really cool part of my job is having a really close um, uh, dialogue with our product teams who are building these new features or improving existing features. And they look to me to give them advice on like what will actually resonate within the beauty community. So I honestly love like, I love hearing all of it. I will just let you know if it's something that I can't necessarily help with because there's just one of me and hundreds of thousands of everyone else. Yes. You said something about you're not the magic button pusher for verification, but how do people apply to get verified? So a few years ago, we launched the ability to actually apply for verification within the app. So you really do just simply go into your settings. It's like a very simple form that you fill out. um, And then there's this kind of mysterious team (laughs) who um, takes a look (laughs) at all of the applications and you will get the response in your activity tab, which I know gets, especially for a lot of the influencers out there, if you have a lot of engagement, sometimes that can get lost. But um, I promise it's not a dark hole that you're just like submitting yourself into. That's actually something that the team really looks at closely and is the best way to get verified. 
I also feel like we touched on your job, which is kind of broad because I feel like you do so many different things because there's so much that falls under your top level like category. But like, what do you work on day to day? Does it vary day to day? What are kind of like some of your responsibilities? Yeah. So I think about my job in three pillars. Two of them I already kind of mentioned. One is just education, making sure people feel equipped with the knowledge to be able to go out there, use Instagram in the best possible way, especially when we launch new features. There's honestly like, there's been so much newness in the last year or two, which is so exciting. Um, And happy to answer any questions about that later, but just really making sure people are aware of those things. So whether that's through one-on-one meetings with creators or brands, but also it's a lot of scaled education. Um, If you follow any of our team on Instagram, you've probably heard about these like masterclasses or webinars that we do to educate at scale. So that's a really, really big part of our job. The second pillar is product. So that's um, what I had mentioned sort of about being this liaison between our company, Instagram and Facebook at large, and the fashion and beauty industry. So really keeping our finger on the pulse of like what people are thinking, how people are using the features in interesting ways. And also like if... And Marianne, I'm trying to think, I feel like there's probably been examples of this where we've worked together in the past, but a lot of the time we'll have a feature that's going to roll out and maybe is in like a small test phase and kind of having people be a part of those like alphas and betas and really help us shape the future of what the app ends up being. That's my favorite thing to do. I, I, I know to New York one time and I had a meeting, I think it was for shopping, like tap to shop stuff mm-hmm. and like Instagram checkout, which was a very long time ago. And then um, it was like, Reels and IGTV. Like I remember like Reels was coming. I'm like, okay, get your Reels ready to go. I love knowing that it's coming. So then on launch day, I can have my content ready to go and like really hearing and like learning from you guys. So then I can share with my followers. So I know exactly what's happening as it's happening. So I can share and tell other people how to do it too. I mean, that what you just said makes my job so much easier. Like, so thank you for doing that and for being you, Mariana. But yeah, that is a really big part of the job. That's such a cool aspect to feel like what, what the work that I'm doing, but even more so like actually hearing from people in the community and being able to share that feedback with our team. Like I promise it is being listened to and it's so cool to, um, you know, to see that come to life. Um, And then the third pillar, last but not least, is making sure that Instagram is really at the center of these big cultural moments within our industry, but also obviously fashion and beauty play such a big role in in so many aspects of, you know, different segments, different industries, different lifestyles. So for example, like our team works really closely around activations that are happening for Fashion Week or Met Gala, which just happened and coming up with just creative ways and brands and influencers to help use our platform to tell their stories in just like the coolest possible way. Um, And so we're, we're really involved in those things as well. So let's take a quick break to talk about vitamins and supplements. You know, it's something that I try to incorporate into my life every single day. You guys know I'm always just trying to like basically do anything I can in my wellness routine to just feel my best because I've got a lot going on personally, professionally, and I want to take care of things like my gut, my hair, my skin, my nails, all of those things. 
So if you're looking to help yourself inside and out, I want to tell you about Hum Nutrition. They are great because it is their mission to help you look and feel your best with clean, clinically proven nutrients. They've got so many great things that I think you guys will love. So you guys know I am always taking care of my hair inside and out. So if you are looking for hair support, try their Hair Sweet Hair. These are really tasty vegan gummies and they boost the body's ability to maintain your healthy hair and vibrant hair and support hair growth. There's also Daily Cleanse. This is a unique formula and it has detoxifying herbs and minerals to help reduce breakouts and improves skin clarity. Another one for your skin is Mighty Night. This helps skin cell turnover, which improves skin tone and texture overnight and promotes restful sleep with ceramides, ferulic acid, and more. There's also Gut Instinct. If you guys listened to last week's episode all about gut health, and this is a really great vegan probiotic blend. Hum Nutrition is formulated by experts. It's clinically proven, clean and natural, and rigorously tested. So if you guys want to try it out, you guys can take a quick quiz on their website so you can get individualized product recommendations from their team of registered dietitians, and they're going to help bring your skin, body, and mood into balance with Hum Nutrition. So you guys can get 20% off your first order with code Mariana. Again, that's code Mariana for 20% off at Hum Nutrition. Now let's get back to the episode. You work at Instagram. I don't know if you ever thought you were going to work for like a tech platform, social media. Like what were you doing before life at Instagram? So before Instagram, well, first of all, no, I would have never expected that I'd work at a tech company. Um, But also that kind of goes uh, with the whole conversation around like, I think right now the landscape has just changed so much, even in the last five years. Like Instagram was barely even a thing when I graduated from college. So to anyone who's like a recent grad out there or listening to this, like, yes, like I think it's so important to have your goals and like a vision for where you want your life to head. But I think what I've learned from my career is just not being too, too specific about it because give yourself a little wiggle room to play and in, in sort of like the innovate, innovation and kind of exciting updates that happen along the way, especially in media as things just like, are changing so rapidly. But that being said, uh, so I went to college in New York and I was kind of going through school at the time when it was very common to just be doing like a ton of internships, which I feel like it was slightly before all the lawsuits started <laughs> happening for unpaid interns, especially within um, like the fashion industry and in, in magazines. But I got to, I, I'm so lucky that I had the opportunity to kind of be a part of that class of interns who got to just try out so many different things to almost sort of check things off of my list of like, okay, I tried this and like, I thought it was really cool, but like, I didn't love this aspect or, oh, I tried this other opportunity that I just like really ended up loving. And I ended up actually interning at Teen Vogue with Eva Chen, who some of you guys might very follow. Full circle. <laughs> yeah, very full circle. She's um, my boss at Instagram today. And so my my career really was based in like magazines and editorial before Instagram. So I was I ended up actually assisting Eva at Lucky Magazine when she was the editor in chief there. I stayed within the Condé Nast family and was a beauty editor at Allure um, through a transition work. I think when I met you, you were at Sierra Fashion Book and you had very blonde hair. <laughs> That sounds about right. Yeah. I've I think your hair was like journey. very white blonde at the time. <laughs> I was my favorite hair on you, by the way. I, love I, that. I think that's why I started following you actually. Cause I was like, I love this girl's hair. Oh my God. I honestly miss it so much, but like, I just, it killed my hair. <laughs> you just said something too about you were working uh, for Eva at Lucky, yeah. which, you know, didn't really come full circle until like much 
later, like a few years later to like where you are today. And I think that's a really good lesson learned for a lot of people in your career, even when you're just starting out, like every job really does matter. And the people that you come up with really matter. And everywhere you go, even if you end up leaving a job, always to keep really good relationships with people and never burn bridges because you never know if you're going to work with the person again or what opportunity might come up later, even if it's like five years down the line. Absolutely. And I love that you um, kind of paused on that because I also think people oftentimes think about it in terms of like who their manager was, but it's also your peers in those settings. Like a lot of people who I work with through my role at Instagram today, who are maybe social media managers at brands or work on PR teams for brands, like they are people who I, you know, sat next to me at an internship like 10 years ago. And so I think just, yes, I love that advice. And like, keep in mind that even aside from like your managers who it, I mean, that should be a no brainer to like stay in touch with people and like make a good impression, but it's also about your peers and like knowing that those people, you, you can help each other throughout the course of your careers as well. Speaking of entry-level jobs and jobs, if someone was looking for a job at Instagram or Facebook, but they might not have any tech experience, do you know of any like entry-level jobs? Where can people apply for jobs or even look for jobs to work there? Yeah, great question. So honestly, I feel like when I look at like, like even looking around at my colleagues and like their experience, just totally transparently, most people like there aren't a ton of entry-level positions on the partnerships team and like within the tech company, like. I think the partnership side is really unique in that a lot of us don't necessarily come from tech backgrounds, but have really deep relationships or experience within like the industry or like community that we oversee. Um, for me, being beauty, so I would I would say my biggest advice there is to find some way to get some sort of like social media experience or um, even like like talent. Like experience, like working with influencers or creators or public figures in some way. Like, there's a lot of folks on our team who used to be reps at like talent agencies and things like that. But you have to just like start somewhere. Like, I I actually, right before I started working at Instagram um, and was sort of in this transitional phase in my career where I I was starting to kind of move off of editorial just because I was really excited about everything happening um, on social media. I actually was a freelance like consultant for some magazines. Um, that's like what I was doing at Sierra Fashion Book when I think we had first met and like some uh, public figures within the fashion and beauty space. So that's basically what I do now, just more officially <laughs> with an Instagram title. So I think even if it's like reaching out to your local small business who maybe you think could improve you know, on their Instagram or, or other social media platforms, like you do have to just get some sort of experience just because, um, especially at a place like Instagram, there's not actually a lot of entry level positions that at least I've, I've been aware of. I wish we don't have assistance. It's like the fashion and beauty industry. Like everyone's used to having assistance. That's like not a thing <laughs> at a tech company. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Okay. So now that we know a little bit more about you, I feel like everyone has burning questions about Instagram. Ask everything away. they want to know. So I asked Instagram, thank you so much for having the questions box because I feel like I use it all the time. It's literally like my one of my favorite story tools. First question is any updates we need to know about newness, features, Okay, so the biggest thing, hands down, and I, I realize that the last year has seemed somewhat like a blur 
for some people or looking back in some ways, it seems really fast. In other ways, it seems like it's been a decade. But honestly, Reels is still like the biggest new feature that Instagram's launched in the recent past. It's been it's been about a year. since it's been around, but it's really starting to take it off seems now. seems new still. Yeah. Like I feel like right now I'm posting more and more reels and it still feels like a thing a lot of people are trying to figure out. But what I will say is my reels get so many views. Like I'll randomly get a reel that's like a million views and then I get way more followers from it. And when I reshare my reels like over and over again, because people miss them, it keeps getting more new views. So like even if I posted a view a, few, a reel a few months ago, if I repost it now, it gets like a second life. That's so interesting, guys. Listen to Mariana. She's <laughs> I'm I didn't pay her to say this. This is what she's saying about reels. I swear it works, and I think people it, it definitely takes a minute. I think for you to find your groove on reels, and like frankly, and I was joking about this with someone else the other day, like. I think for creators who are used to posting photography and maybe just like really simple like iPhone um, videos, like the transitions seem very intimidating (laughs) to figure out. But honestly, like once you start practicing, it's kind of just like working a muscle. Like you start somewhere, try it out, like experiment, see what happens and it will get easier over time. And not everything has to be like crazy edited. Like Marianne, I feel like a lot of the reels you post like are pretty simple, but they have some aspect of like something is really visually satisfying or you tie it like to the beat of the music in a like oddly satisfying way. Like it (laughs) can be simple things like that that really end up working. I think it's not as difficult as people think. And if you go in like, which is, I'm like, give me a job Instagram. I feel like (laughs) it's so easy to edit within the app. And then there's like a little like tool where you can line yourself up if you're doing like a transition. So you can basically see a shadow of yourself to line yourself up. So it's so easy. So you don't even have to do it in like another app. So really like just play around with it. And I feel like you guys made the tools as easy as possible. Or if you want to edit in another app and then upload it, that's like an easy way too. But it really is so great. So how often do you think people should be posting reels? Okay. So people ask me this all the time, even just about Instagram in general, like how often should I be posting on feeds, stories, reels, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. The thing is, there is no magic number to how many times you should be posting every day. If there was, like if we found this perfect sweet spot, I promise I would tell you, but I think it really depends on what's realistic for you and like what your followers respond to. So uh, a few things. First off, being consistent is honestly the most important thing. And again, Mariana, like not to just continue like tooting your horn, but like I feel like you're such a great example of that where you you figured out like what works for you and your community and coming up with that sort of cadence that feels right um, and not repetitive and still like high quality, I think is is really important. That being said, I think sometimes when I'm talking to people who are just starting out and I take a look at their account and they're posting like once a week, like that's just not going to be enough to like really be seen. Um, we we have this kind of funny metaphor that we use sometimes in presentations when we're talking to people about this. I think sometimes you work so, so hard on this one beautiful, perfect video. And you're like, okay, this is it. This is going to be my post for the week. It's going to go viral because it's so amazing. But like that one, you know, shiny snowflake is like just one little drop in like a sea or or a, a storm of content that, you know, your followers are following because now 
more than ever, like we're all spending so much time on Instagram, but we follow so many accounts, which, you know, I think is such a great thing that has really democratized the industry and like opened up opportunities for micro influencers and, and all that good stuff. But it is like, it's, it's hard to be seen if you're only going to post like once a week. So, um, although, although my kind of like hand wavy non-answer is like, there's no magic number. Like Mm -hmm. I would say post posting at least once a day, whether that's Mm -hmm. in feed or reels cross posted to feed, which by the way, if you're posting reels, definitely always share to feed as well, just to make sure that your existing follower base is actually like seeing it, but then make sure you're supplementing all of that stuff with, you know, stories and live and, and all the other features. I'll tell people like my loose strategy. It's not even a strategy. I guess it's just like kind of what I do. So I post on my Instagram feed every day, Monday to Friday. Once a day? Once a day on my feed. So at least post five feed pictures a week. I usually don't post on the weekend just because I try to like have some time away from my phone just because it's still like my work. I don't want to be on my phone all the time, but I'll still post stories. I post stories every single day, except for some days kind of like get away from me. But I always have stories up. Like there's almost never a time where there's not stories up on my thing. I don't have a number. For me, there's not a number where it seems like too many stories because people like to continue watching my stories all day. So I don't like to just put a bunch up in the morning and then yeah. leave them until the next day. I like to continuously update my stories all day long. Whenever I post to my feed, whether it's feed or real, I always share it to my stories because sometimes people just miss it in feed. So if they catch it in stories, then it'll drive them to my profile to go see it. Love that. Because there's like just too many video content options for me, I would prefer to focus my time on reels and not on IGTV unless something needs to be a longer form video or I want it to live longer. Mm-hmm. But if it's a short form video, like a single application of something, I'm going to do it in a reel because it's just like faster and easier for me to put up. So I do have some IGTVs up, but those are things that I like really want to put more time into, like yeah. a couple minute long video. So like I think about like short form video, it's like, more than an IG story, I want it to little, live a little bit longer than it's going to go in my reels. If it's going to be even like like a home tour or like a something I'm putting a lot of effort to and I want it to live longer than a day, I'll put it in IGTV. And then feed is like more curated still. So I still mm-hmm. post like more like in the moment. It's like less filtered, but it's still beautiful. Just not like so perfect. Like I don't stress anymore about like having a perfect feed. I love all of that. I like want to do a slow clap. (laughs) Everything you just said, like, honestly, I think that is such a smart way to be thinking about your strategy. And, you know, the way I kind of look at each feature within the app, like we use this kind of phrase of thinking about stacking the shelves and making sure there's like something on each one of those shelves, whether that's feed stories, reels, IGTV live every once in a while. And so I think like the biggest thing is just thinking about what, right? Like what works for you? What's realistic? What can you stay consistent with? But then also all the while, like keeping some like broader themes in mind that you, you just touched on Mariana, like first off, like sharing your story in a relatable way, I think is really important. I love what you said about the stories cadence and like not being too structured about it or, or posting everything at once. Like I think it feels more raw and real to just be posting, even if it's, 
even if it's not in totally real time, because, you know, for security <laughs> purposes, I don't know if you're posting your location at the exact moment that you're actually I there. I always post after I leave. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I always post it later. But what I do is I just take them. But now there's like stories drafts. So I could just take it even in my stories, yes. write my text, whatever, save it as a draft, and then just like post it after I leave. <laughs> yeah. Like I think, yes, that's very important. Um, but I think, right, like having that sense of like, okay, this isn't something I spent like hours and hours and hours on, even if it was with a reel. (laughs) I think um, that sense of sort of, you know, I think Instagram a few years ago was very much like a place where people posted their most beautiful images. And it was, you know, hyper curated, very produced, like just or like edited and things like that. Um, Where now I think the more the more you're willing to kind of like let down that fourth glossy wall of perfection, um, the the more engagement you'll end up seeing. And I think there's still a way like that doesn't mean it's not aspirational and beautiful. And again, like, like Mariana, you're such a great example of this, where I think sometimes people think of these things as um, mutually exclusive, where it's like, okay, I, I can't be too relatable because I want to, you know, work with luxury brands or I want to um, be seen in a certain way. But like, you absolutely can do both and should do both. And I think that's Mm -hmm. really the sweet spot for a lot of fashion and beauty creators today. Valentine's Day is coming up. Can you guys believe it? Um, I love to shop for not just myself, but also for my Galentines and my friends. Or if you guys are looking for a gift for your partner or your mom or whoever it is, I've got the perfect place for you. So with Valentine's Day coming up, if somebody hasn't reminded you of what they actually already want, Macy's has got you covered with their gift finder. So you guys can find amazing gifts at any price, even $25 or under. So if you need inspo, you can go to macy's.com slash gift finder. And if you know what you're looking for, but you're really just like stumped on like, what do I get them? Macy's has the best inspo for gifts. So they've got stuff for cozy nights in, a date night out, something to treat yourself, Galentine's, or for those who like the finer things, they've got the most sought after gifts from Macy's best brands like the Martha Stewart Collection, Dior, Kendra Scott, and Coach. And don't forget something for yourself. You always deserve to treat yourself to a new fragrance, a beauty self-care routine, or jewelry. So now I'm on their website and I'm like looking for gifts for myself because I'm like, I deserve something for myself. And under their gift finder, they've got that Coach Tabby bag. You guys know the one that's like viral everywhere, that like pillow bag. It's so cute. It comes in five different colors. So that is available on there. They've also got Prada sunglasses on here. And there's some styles that I haven't seen before and I need to pick up a a pair for myself because there's really cute ones. Or if you're looking for a gift under $50 or $25, they've got the new Too Faced Too Femme Heartcore Lipstick. I'm gonna get the shade Sweet Tea. And they've even got some of the Dior Lip Glow Oils in stock. So shop all of these and more at macy's.com slash gift finder. So why switch it up from swipe up link to link stickers? And then when does this switch over for like everybody kind of start happening? Great question. So as you may have heard, we are in the process of switching over the swipe up experience over to a link sticker. So we're doing this for a few reasons. So first of all, I think that there's been some inconsistency around even just different design functions, like within stories, like we have all these different stickers, like the donation sticker, the music sticker, pull sticker, and I, and the swipe up link doesn't really fit within that sort of design. And so I think making sure these things feel like consistent experiences was really important for our team. And we see them working really well across these other sort of features. So that was one of the, the big reasons. But also the exciting thing that I um, hopefully have to call out here is that 
we are really, really working to expand this particular experience to all accounts. Um, previously, Ooh. yeah. So the swipe up link was only available to accounts who hit a certain follower threshold. But one of the big reasons why we're working on this one is because we think that there's a broader opportunity to expand this to all users. So um, oh God, stay tuned. Will be very happy to hear that. Yeah. And I will say, so I just, re- my account was one that just recently like switched over to like the sticker taps instead of the swipe ups. And at first I was like, oh, I'm really nervous. Like, are people not going to know the new action? And I think people are getting used to it now. And I think because it's more visible, instead of happy, having to like type swipe up or seeing the little arrow at the bottom that people are clicking on it more because it's just on the screen. So I think once people are used to this new action, I actually think it will be driving more sticker taps, like link clicks for people because it's just easier to see, even though it's just a new action to learn. But once you do, it's just like when swipe ups first started, like you'll get so used to it that that it'll be converting. Because I remember I saw one that I just posted and I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, is this right? Because this is a lot of, <laughs> this is a lot of link clicks on oh the thing that I posted. So I think it is working really well. I think it'll just take people like a second, just like any new feature. Yeah. And the other thing too, um, and if you already have this, you might've noticed, but similar to the other stickers that look similar with like the location tags and things like that, it, it is possible. Like if you tap on the tag, it'll give you like more creative options where if you want it like a certain color or like the grayed out, like sort of transparent sticker. Like, so there's, if you just tap a few times, you'll see some other creative options. I also like that you can like preview the link so you can know what you're clicking on. So you can like see what the link, you see what the link is. So you have an totally. idea before just like swiping up on something random. Okay. How do you get more Instagram story views or more Instagram story engagement? The way I think about stories, honestly, is that this is your place to go deeper with your followers who are already really engaged with you, which I don't want that to sound like, oh, like that's like Chrissy from Instagram just said, like stories isn't the isn't the place to get like even more followers. But if you think about the app and and all the different kind of entry points to discover new accounts or to find new content, like stories really is the place where I mean, think about your own behavior on stories as a follower of like the different public figures or friends and family or creators that you follow, like they're the people that you're just like genuinely like really excited to see when they're posting stories. So I think just keep in mind, like the people who are watching your stories love you and are your most loyal followers. But I think that's not to say like, first of all, people love a call to action. Like it's kind of like what you were just saying about swipe up. And like, I think now with the new sticker, like even just kind of having like a tap here button, like it's always helpful to just remind people that you are posting stories. So on um, maybe some of your feed posts that have sort of coinciding stories content, like I would definitely shout it out, like head to my stories to see more, which sounds really Mm -hmm. like a no brainer. But I think just reminding people that you are posting, but also posting consistently, like you said, Mariana, like you almost never don't have some sort of active story there. Like that drives that loyalty and behavior like, oh, like what has Mariana posted on stories today? Where if it's a one-off or or something that you're not doing consistently, I think it is much, much harder to drive that um, viewership. So being consistent, posting some calls to action, but also recognizing that like, this isn't probably the place that you're going to end up like attracting a ton of new followers. It's your place to go deeper Mm -hmm. with the folks who are already just like obsessed with you. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So that's such a great thing. So feed, I feel like helps attract new people because when they come to your profile, they see the most like recent 
like nine, 12 posts. Mm -hmm. And then stories are where you engage with your current followers. Duh, like light bulb. Yeah. (laughs) And honestly, reels too. And not to keep talking about reels, but just flagging, like when you're posting a reel and you guys all should know this by now, but with the app redesign that happened, like, I mean, I guess that was like over a year ago at this point, but reels is front and center on the Instagram app now. Like it has such prime real estate where it's quite literally like front and center on the app. And it's really like this stage that you have a chance to show up on in on someone's account who doesn't know about you or the type of content you post. And so thinking about yes, feed, but also like the real content that you're posting, knowing that that could be your first chance to capture someone's attention or and to have people be like, oh, who's this? Like, that's so cool. Or like, that's really funny or that's really beautiful or that's really interesting. That is like why we created Reels was to help people be discovered, um, especially for emerging and aspiring creators to like really break them. Like that is honestly the most exciting part about it to me. Quick question on Reels. Is it better to pick a thumbnail from the video or upload a like new thumbnail? The camera roll option is great, especially if you want to leave that post on your grid. And if you really like care about your feed aesthetic, which I feel like we've had conversations about this before. Where I'm like, <laughs> Mariana, your feed is so beautiful. Like it honestly is like the most beautiful mm-hmm. grid. Um, but I know I've, and I know I've said this before, so you will know that this isn't about you personally, but I think people spend so much time like making sure their grid is like, absolutely perfect. And I just like to remind people that it, there's a very small percentage of your followers who are actually like looking mm-hmm. at your grid. Yes. Like you said, like when you're acquiring new followers, like that is a big, like they're, they are seeing your profile and making that game time decision. But just keep in mind, like the people who, a lot of the people who are seeing your reel or, or your content in general, like aren't necessarily going to make that decision based off your grid. <laughs> but anyways, I, I bring this up because the camera roll option is great because you are able to like, you know, let's say it's a reel where you're talking like selfie style. And we all know it's impossible to find a flattering <laughs> image of you talking where your mouth isn't like half open or crooked. And you're like, do I really talk with like, a crooked mouth. Um, and so that's great for those, but honestly, it's like totally up to you and like making that creative decision to figure out like what makes the most sense for that piece of content. So there's a couple things that I would like. So this is my, I, I was actually going to make it one of my Instagram feed captions because I wanted uh-huh. to comment about it, but my, uh, call to Instagram is I would like to be able to, which I know there's guides, but on my on my saves, I would like the option to make my save folder public or private so that it could kind of be like Pinterest and people could see my saves of like, because I'll take a screenshot of a save folder and then put it on my stories and people are like, what? Whose pictures are these? And you have to like go through and tag each person. Yeah. And so there's so much that I save as inspiration that I would love other people to see or like there's people that share my images and then like it's a way for like other people. So anyway, my petition is for like Instagram to be able to make my saves public or private to keep them public or private so people can view them. I am obsessed with that. And I feel like I'm having deja vu or you've told me this before because it's honestly such a great idea. And the fun part about my job is that I can literally go to the team who like theoretically would work on something like that and say, Hey, 
I was just recording a podcast with Mariana Hewitt. She <laughs> wants this, like any chance we can do this. And and hey, maybe we'll get it on the roadmap. Well, I would <laughs> love that because I'm like literally looking at my... So usually when I record podcasts, I put my phone away, but I was like, let me like leave open my Instagram next to me so I can like, yeah. be telling you things. And I'm looking and it's like, you can create a guide, but it's like, if people could just view these and I feel like right. it would be so great because then I could find like other like, like-minded accounts or pages to follow or like boards to follow. Totally. So anyway, that's my petition for a feature that I would like next. So if it happens, I will be very excited. <laughs> okay. So I love health, wellness, but I also really like to enjoy myself. And I like to try to do things that make me feel good while I'm still indulging a little bit. And wine is one of those things I just like can't give up my wine, but I do still want to try to be mindful about the things that I am drinking, the things that I'm using. And that's why you guys might've seen me post about this clean wine brand that I love. It's called Aveline. Uh, It was founded by my friend, Catherine Power. She was actually on a previous podcast episode. If you guys want to check hers out, she's amazing. And she started it with her friend, Cameron Diaz. So they got together one night and they just had a glass of wine. They were just questioning like, what are they putting into their bodies? And I had no idea that wine wasn't just grapes. There could be up to 73 chemical additives used to make your bottle of wine, which I never knew. But Aveline wines are transparently produced. They share all the ingredients and nutritional facts so that you can make the best decision for yourself. They keep unnecessary additives out of their wines, like colors, concentrates, and added sugars. And they are all made with 100% organic grapes. And my favorite part, all of Aveline's wines still have zero grams of sugar per glass. Their whole mission behind Aveline is to make clean, delicious wine accessible for everyone so we can all feel confident about knowing what's in our glass. So you guys can try their wines for 15% off when you use the code Mariana15 at drinkaveline.com. You can try any of their wines. My personal favorites are the red and the white. They are both delicious and so easy to drink. Or you could pick up a bottle at a store near you. Whenever I go to the grocery store, I love to stock up. I am so happy that this wine exists because it really just aligns with my lifestyle. And it's already my new favorite wine for having an easy, low-key sip in the evenings or on the weekends. Again, that's Mariana 15 for 15% off at drinkaveline.com where you can get any of their wines or pick up a bottle at a store near you. Aveline is sold in 47 states nationwide. So tips to boost engagement. So whether I, let's talk about feed posts, like how can we get more engagement on feeds if people are like, Oh my gosh, like my photos are just like not performing well. And actually a follow-up question to that too, is like, is the algorithm really a thing? And is it really against people? Like they think it, it's like <laughs> working against them. Cause I really think it's working for you, but people seem to get really frustrated. So what can we do? Okay. So I love answering questions about the algorithm because I feel like even just as an Instagram user and follower myself, like I see so many people posting about the algorithm, asking questions about the algorithm. They're like, is anyone seeing my post? I'm like, Oh gosh, like I wish I could just do like a global PSA. Like this is what the algorithm is. And we do our team. Um, honestly, the head of Instagram, Adam Moseri, I would actually really encourage anyone listening who's not already following Adam to follow his Instagram account. It's just at Moseri, M-O-S-S-E-R-I. But he's been doing really helpful videos sort of breaking down some of these topics um, and like kind of breaking down some of the like myths and memes that get shared really like easily around Instagram around some of these um, kind of controversial topics. So definitely recommend following him. But my answer about this... So first of all, we actually don't even really consider the quote unquote algorithm, the algorithm at Instagram, we call it feed ranking. Mm -hmm. And this is because 
basically every single account that you follow on Instagram, you are that that feed content is being shown to you. It's in your feed somewhere. It's just a matter of how many accounts you follow, your different behavioral patterns, who you engage with the most, and how that that's how we determine how to rank the feed content that you follow. So that's first and foremost. It, the algorithm is not to get you. In fact, every single account that you follow, that feed content is being shown to you. It's just a matter of like, are you scrolling hours and hours and hours to see every single you know piece of content that you follow? Because I mean, I don't know, Mariana, how many accounts do you follow on Instagram? Do you know? I don't follow that many. 741. So I don't follow that many. But what I will do is if I notice that there's a friend or something that maybe I followed them for like, I've been on Instagram for a long time. I've been on since 2013. If there's a friend Mm -hmm. that I've followed for a really long time, for some reason, I'm just like missing their content. I'll go to their profile and unfollow and refollow them. And then like go back and like just like a bunch of pictures just so it's like, okay, like I need my algorithm to know like I want to engage with this person. And maybe it just forgot because I haven't seen their stuff in so long. Let me just like like re-engage with this person again. And I feel like that's like a good help. So like if you have a friend that that maybe that's like happening to, because if you go into your following, there's like two different lists, right? You'll see least interacted with and most most shown in feed. And you'll see like, okay, most shown in feed, this is correct. These are the people I see all the time. But sometimes in the least interacted, I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot about them. Like, let me unfollow and refollow and like get them like back into like my mix of things. So I'm seeing them again. And I feel like that was kind of like a good thing that like helped me. I love that and think that's really good. Like, that's such a good call. If you feel like you are missing certain people's, it's like there's a chance. First, I would ask, like, how many accounts do you follow? I mean, I just looked, I'm like, how many accounts do I follow? I follow 1,800 accounts, which I know sounds like a lot and it <gasps> is a, a lot, lot of people. But I know, but I guess, I mean, it's also my job. So that's kind of, that's tricky for me to not follow yeah, somebody else. I know Lauren follows 1500 and she's always like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like even me, I, my like little story bubble always pops to the front of hers and my feed always pops up and she still misses it. Yeah. And I'm like with her all the time. I'm like it just <laughs> with that many accounts. So I think you just have to go through every now and then, but it's hard because I feel like you do need to follow people, especially if you're working, you want to stay connected with people. It's a a great way to network. But I think an easy thing for that too is like in like your search option, just like search for a couple people that are your favorites. They always kind of show up and you're like recent. So you can go back and tap them. Or if there's people where it's like you never want to miss... You really like their stories, but not feed, like kind of like mute one or the other so that you're at least like getting the content for sure from that person. Yeah. And so like you're cleaning up one or the other. Yeah. I love that. And like, honestly... Those are all tools that we created because we want to give more power to you as a as a follower and user to be able to make those decisions on like who you care more about or who you care less about with the mute feature, which I know was a very popular launch for us. But yeah, I think those things are really great. But I do just want to call out like it kind of goes back to your original question about engagement, where you know. It is such an amazing, magical thing in the in the fashion and beauty space that there's so many accounts now, like whether it's like your favorite new up and coming small business or aspiring creator that you're really excited about. Like there are so many people and brands that people care about, which does just make it harder to like break through the noise of just like so many posts. And that is that kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about, you know, your you're like one beautiful magical snowflake in a storm of content. It's like 
that's not going to really move the needle, like unless you're really being consistent about your content strategy, because it is like, like thinking that that one post is going to break through thousands and thousands and thousands of posts every week is just not realistic. So um, I think honestly, that would be like my biggest piece of advice is just think about or like take take a hard look at what you are posting every week. Make sure that you know, if if you think you can like amp it up a little bit, like I think that's the most realistic way to to really like get that engagement and and discovery. I have a new to-do list on my phone. It's like a social schedule of like what I want to post. And like I have a list of like stories. And like if you're ever like stumped, like what should I post? I literally have like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven ideas of stories I can post for feed, five different types of things I want to post, two different things. And I have it on here. Just like if I'm ever a point like, oh, did I post enough? Like, like I like to be able to post like summer Fridays, wellness, hair, makeup, style, beauty. And I just make sure I check each of these things off. But like having a checklist, make sure like you're covering enough of like the topics. And especially if you like talking specifically with beauty with you, like if you are an aspiring beauty influencer, then you should be posting beauty content, a majority of the content that you're posting and then making sure you're posting it consistently. So just like really staying on top of it and like, don't overthink it. And look, this is not, nothing is permanent. We're not like writing books. If you post something and you don't like it, or if it doesn't do well, you can delete it or archive it. Like it doesn't yeah. have to live forever. So like test and try different things. You literally know, don't know like what will like stick. Like sometimes when I like post a reel and I put, put like basically no effort into it, it'll just do so well. And there's something about right. like the organic nature of just what it is that people really like it. So like just test and try things. You'll never know. I feel like we could talk about Instagram forever, but I do want to get to some things for business people. Um, sure. I know there's a couple tools that are really helpful. So moving on from influencer stuff to like business specific. So anyone, if you guys are listening, if you have a small business, if you have a business online and you want to use Instagram shopping, I feel like there are so many features. So what are some of the shopping tools that you can use on Instagram? Yeah. So we have made a ton of advancements and progress within the commerce space on Instagram in the last few years. Um, You probably are starting to notice for a few reasons. First, when we redesigned the app and added that Reels tab, we now have a shop tab that features shoppable content and is really like this beautiful shopping destination that especially like... I, I mean, we're seeing a lot of traction within the fashion, beauty, and lifestyle space, which probably if you're listening to this or following this, there's a chance that that's probably where, well, where you I have sit to say as too, well. Like if you haven't checked out on Instagram yet, it is so easy. I remember when I was like, I had met with you guys to talk about it. And I'm like, the most annoying thing for me is I would do a swipe up link and then I couldn't autofill my payment information. I'd have to pull my card out. But the way yep. that it's saved in there, it is so easy. Maybe a little easy, a little too easy. <laughs> yeah, like, right. Just a few things. But between like making donations, which I love the donation button from like making donations to buying something online, it really is so easy to do. So like literally once you buy something one time, your information is there for you that if you want to buy it again, there are so many really great small businesses that I found on Instagram that I've bought and like saved stuff from that I would have... I don't even know how I would have discovered them anywhere else. And so I love just like scrolling through the page and adding everything to my cart. (laughs) Oh my God. It's honestly dangerous. I know. It's like quite literally three taps when you purchase an item. So... Okay. So just in case you guys haven't done or like actually purchased an item uh, through Instagram checkout yet, like quick context setting, 
So first of all, Instagram shopping has been around for a while at this point. This is the tagging experience where you see like on brand accounts, there's shopping tags, you tap on them and then it takes you to their website to finish the purchase. But Instagram checkout is basically like the newer, more advanced version of that, where the full, you know, like you tap, you tap the product tag, it takes you to your shopping cart, you put your credit card information in and that's what you just um, outlined so perfectly, Mariana. And then it's like three taps and you purchase the item. And once you've done that once and have your credit card information saved, you're good to go for the next time and you don't even have to worry about it, which is is what makes it so dangerously easy to shop. But yeah, so that, that new experience is called Instagram Checkout. And the really cool part about that shopping journey is that there's this whole suite of features that are sort of unlocked once you onboard to checkout. For example, live shopping, which we've seen so much traction in the beauty space with. I mean, to be honest, like the beauty community makes my job so much easier because I feel like there's always early movers in this space where like as soon as there's a new feature, like beauty influencers and brands are always like the first to try it out, which is honestly like the coolest thing and so important. Like this goes for anyone listening. If you're trying to grow your following or establish yourself as a creator or a brand, like being that early mover and, and like first to market is so important. So anyways, live shopping, we've seen a lot of success with. Essentially, it's just a normal Instagram live that then has that shoppable element right at the bottom of your screen, which is so perfect, especially for beauty since you're probably doing like a tutorial or talking through a new or a new product or something, you know, just something new with your brand. And then you can just have that shopping tag icon right there. So you don't have to go through like, right, the 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 friction of, oh, I, I'm going to go like Google this, find it on the website. Oh, what shade was that? I'm going to go DM the person and ask and then it takes days. Like, it's, it's just such a clunky experience to not have, you know, before we launch these new features. And so I'm just really excited about all the innovation that's happening there. And we're seeing beauty specifically like doing really, really well in these spaces. Yeah. I love the features on there. I love like the drop feature too is really great to like drum up excitement beforehand. And like we have our shopping feature with the catalog through Sephora. And so we Mm -hmm. have like our retail partners too. And so we love doing it. And I love that the items that we tag populate on the product page. So you can... What I like too is like if I go on Revolve, for example, and I click on an item, I can see the tag pictures of everyone wearing that item. So I can see how it's styled on other people Mm -hmm. and some people in addition to like the e-com images. So I love that. And then also if you're a brand too, you can allow creators access to your shopping library. So then they can tag stuff that sends to your store. And so I feel like there's so many great ways to use it that it's like such a great feature of like, I never need to leave Instagram for anything. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's just so exciting to see how creators and brands alike have used this platform throughout the last year and and are now like, as the world is starting to reopen, like just seeing people, you know, even like little fashion and beauty trends that are starting to form of like people just like having fun with, with fashion and beauty again, like, I'm just really excited for this next chapter um, and hope we can put the last year behind us. <laughs> Amazing. Well, where can everyone follow you on Instagram? You can follow me at Christy Dash. It's my full name. K-R-I-S-T-I-E-D-A-S-H. That's me. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mariana. 
Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next.